the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Church sings today that the Feast of the Annunciation, or if we follow the Greek, Evangelismos, the Evangelization of the Virgin Mary, that this day is the beginning of our salvation. Drawing attention merely to the fact that in the affirmative action of this woman, or rather this very young woman, the great no of our foremother Eve is erased. Mary of Nazareth is in some way that remains mysterious able to speak for all mankind, both those who had been before her and all who will be after her till the end of time. And in the voice of this very young woman, God heard truthful words. She heard not the Amen that you and I give, so often unable to cover that check that we write to God because there are insufficient funds in the treasury of our integrity, but an Amen that was just and merely that and not less than that. No wonder this feast is seen always in a cosmic dimension, that in the quiet yes of Mary of Nazareth, there is a most fundamental alteration in the human condition, in the very predicament of the universe. And what could possibly be more paradoxical than that God elected to act thus and so? We confront again, as we always do in Scripture, the scandal of the particular. Something deeply Platonic and enlightened in us, wants it to be grand, wants it to be abstract, wants it to be ideal as Plato believed ultimate reality had to be ideal and therefore immaterial. We don't mind that the lightning strikes we don't need to know that it struck exactly there, at that point, at that moment in time. That God works and acts through this particular man, with this particular name, with this birthday, with this zip code, is a little bit 
embarrassing. And God acts no other way. God exists, as it were, in a universe where there are no abstract nouns, but only definite and personal nouns. And he himself exists as a triune community of persons. The paradox could not be more complete. We have these events occurring in a failed kingdom whose polity has been corrupted from within and blasted from without by the Romans. Ruled by a foreign king who acts as an agent of a pagan emperor worshipped as a god, Israel is against the wall. All that we know and cherish in the Old Testament has been cornered by history. And the Hebrews become Jews are the most despised of people. The Middle East, and above all, Palestine, in its barrenness, its dryness, its rockiness, is not exactly a governorship to which Roman senators aspire, to which Roman military leaders yearn to serve. It is the rump and God chooses to become incarnate there, at that moment, in that people. The despondency and despair of Israel is everywhere seen in the pages of the New Testament. And all this is so that you and I may not despond or despair ever. No matter we find ourselves at the end of our rope, at the bottom of a pit, honestly confronting the fact that we are just broken men. And how could God find in my life material with which to work? let alone to work salvation. But the answer has to be turned on its head, or rather the question has to be, how could God not work under those conditions? Has he ever worked under any other conditions? Once we are exiled from paradise itself, the human predicament is acute and urgent, and only God can save us. No upgrade 
in any dimension of our lives can save us even by inches. But broken and sunk into the dereliction of the human condition, God acts in a sovereign way and retrieves us from hell. Mary of Nazareth has no idea how these grand things can be accomplished, and she candidly shares that with the archangel. His advice is given in few words. Fear not, you have found favor, the Holy Spirit can act, and he can enact the salvation of all mankind. The texts of the feast are so clear about a dimension that is important. Jesus Christ is not of the substance of angels. It says again and again. But he takes the substance of Abraham. He does that through the Panagia and through none other. And her singularity and the Church's ultimate acknowledgement of her and honoring of her life and all her works has to do with that unique thing that she brings to God the Word. It is in her that God takes up the human condition. It is in her womb that the case is made to erase our ancient sins and to bestow upon our hearts the sweet balm of salvation. There is nothing more scriptural there is nothing more consonant with the scripturality of the Church's extravagant praise of the girl of Nazareth than this feast. And there is nothing more unscriptural than the insistence that scripture itself would have it otherwise. Men and women find themselves as members of the body of Christ in their amazing praise of the Virgin Mary. It has all to do with the bringing of humanity into the presence of the All-Holy Trinity, which cannot be done without her Yes. Henceforth shall all generations call me blessed. She sings to her cousin Elizabeth, the mother of the forerunner. 
She knew more than she knew she knew. There is more truth than she could possibly suspect, given the limitations of time and experience. But her words are picked up by her best scribe, her most knowledgeable friend, Luke, with whom she shares family details that no one else knows and that no other gospel includes. His warm familiarity with the Mother of God conveys to us much of the authentic spirit in which things actually occurred, as impossible as all that seems and sounds to the modern mind which has become so estranged from Christianity that the whole thing seems discordant and disharmonious. Mary asks, but how can such things be? She accepts the angelic answer, which the modern mind cannot accept. May God grant that our days will be so saturated with the mood, the fragrance, the taste, and the color of Scripture, that we will find a ready recourse in the blight of our own broken lives and days to the Virgin Mary, who consoles and comforts us, wounded as we are, who joins her all-powerful intercession to our weak and wavering and uncertain prayers. And may we ever be brought into the living presence of the Lord Himself through the sweet and kindly charity of His Mother. Evangelization indeed. And may we be so evangelized by this feast. Amen and Amen.